Come on now, lift your hands to him. Worship him right now. Hear us right now, God. Meet needs in this house of prayer. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Meet needs right now, God. You know what we need. You know what we need right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Oh, God, show yourself to be real right now. In Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's powerful in this house today. He's powerful in this place today. Somebody's going to get a need met. Somebody's going to hear get an answer to their prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We receive it. We receive it. Yes. 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 Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. what I feel. I don't walk by feelings and none of us do. We've lived long enough. Most of us have had to know we can't we can't bank on feelings. But I like to feel what I feel right now. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. He is. Brother, He is an awesome God. He is an awesome God. I had a dream last night. I won't I, you know, I, I dreams a lot of times. I've been eating a lot of beans lately too. And I think maybe sometimes that causes some dreams. But I had a dream last night and I saw some of you with your hands up and just talking in tongues. Maybe you need that today. Maybe that's what you need. I'm asking the Lord to give it to you. Whatever you need today, give it to you. Amen. Give it to you. Both barrels. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. My poor wife had to endure my message in the middle of the night last night. But I was so excited I couldn't sleep. So I figured since I couldn't sleep, she shouldn't be able to sleep either. No, she's always kind. She's always listening. And I said, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's great. And about 10 seconds later, I heard her snoring. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was great because she's fixed to go to sleep or what I told her was great. Not sure. Luke 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth the laborers into, the har- into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor script nor shoes, and salute no man by the way. And whatsoever house ye enter first, say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall return to you again. In the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the labor is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. 
and into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. But in whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of the same, and say, Even the very dust of your city which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. But I say unto you, that it shall be more tolerable in the day for Sodom than for that city. Woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For the mighty works have been done in Tyre and Sidon, which have been done in you. They had had a great while ago repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted to heaven, shall be thrust down to hell. He that heareth you heareth me, and he that despiseth you despiseth me. He that despiseth me despises him that sent me. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Psalm 145, verse 1. I will extol thee, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee. I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. You may be seated. There are four I wills in this particular text that I just read in Psalm. I will extol thee, my God. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day I will bless thee. Not when I feel like it, but I'm going to bless you every day. I will praise thy name forever and ever. The tide, put my title page up there, Brother uh, Justin. The title this morning is simply this. Worship wins. Worship wins. Worship wins. The story came from, and I read it in the Times of Israel, in their newspaper. Fox News put this story on and and uh, circled the worship wins. That was at the bottom of the screen. Worship wins. The U.S. Supreme Court on Wednesday night blocked the New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, that's who that is, from reimposing strict attendance caps at worship services in areas hit hard by the novel coronavirus. The court ruled five to four to bar Cuomo from enforcing his October 6th cluster initiative against the houses of worship that sued to challenge the restrictions that he had placed on them. Let me tell you this this morning, and I know this for a fact. This is not something that uh, I be just believe, but I believe it's the truth. Satan knows that if he can stop our worship, if he can hold back our worship, if he can d diminish our worship, if he can stop worship, then he wins. But when we worship the Lord anyhow, when we worship the Lord anyway, 
When we come into his presence and something on the inside begins to boil and it says that I've come into the house of the Lord today to worship him. I've come to magnify him. I've come to praise him. If you have a need here today and I feel certain there are many needs, you're going to win if you worship. You're going to win if you worship. Yes, you will. Worship wins. Always. There are four imperatives of worship found in Psalm chapter 96, verse 2. Sing unto the Lord. We've done that. Bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. It is of utmost importance that our worship, yours and my worship, extends his kingdom among the world. It's not just for us. It's not for us, just us to enjoy, to come behind these four walls and worship. That's good. We're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're doing good today. You're doing good in worship, but it's not just for us to enjoy. It's not for just you and me to come into this room and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Yeah, our worship ought to extend out into this community. Arnold needs to know that there's a church on a hill that knows how to worship God. Psalm 96.3, declare his glory among the heathen. We've got a lot of places to declare it right now. His wonders among all people. It's crucial and it's necessary that our worship expresses the greatness of Almighty God. Our worship is more than just beautiful words and songs and prayers that we pray to honor God and that's okay. But our worship ought to, ought to show the greatness of God and how great he really is through our worship and through our magnifying his name. Verse 4, 96 and 4, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Quote that a lot. He is to be feared among all gods. It's paramount that our worship reflects our expectation of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalms 96, 13, before the Lord, before he he. For he cometh, he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. There rest upon us, upon this church, is an incumbent, in fact, a responsibility to, for us to worship the Lord Jesus Christ every time we come into this house of worship, every time we walk through the doors. It's our responsibility to worship and magnify Him, to give glory and honor to Him. I want to worship because I know for a fact it's not just something that the Fox News put on the screen. I know for a fact that worship wins, that worship wins, that worship wins. Let us exalt and bless his holy name this morning. Let us extend his kingdom to a lost and dying world. They deserve it. Let us express the greatness of our Lord in the face of every false God among us. Let us bring expectancy of his coming as we lift up the name of Jesus. There ought to be something on the inside welling up with an expectation that Jesus Christ is coming. He's coming, folks. Jesus is coming. 
when you worship the Lord Jesus Christ in spirit and in truth, you don't have time to backslide. You don't have time to be deceived. You don't have time to walk in darkness. You don't have time to be cold and indifferent. You don't have time to be spiritually dead. You don't have time to be out of sorts with God. You don't have time to be crossed up with truth and believe a lie. You don't have time to compromise what you know is right in the sight of God. You don't have time to walk away from the Lord Jesus Christ. However, you do have time and we have time today We're not up against the clock. We have time to worship the Lord. We have time to magnify the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. You know why? Because I have learned. I have learned. If I'm by myself going down the road, I have learned that worship wins. Worship wins. Trammel, this is why I was so excited last night. There was something moving on the inside of me. I wanted, I wanted, I couldn't, but I wanted, I wanted to get, get up and just jump up and down. I wanted a runner. I afraid she'd call the paddy wagon to come get me, but I wanted to worship the Lord. I wanted to, I want to, I get to worship him. I get to worship him. I, Cameron, I get to worship. I get to worship. I get to worship. I don't have to. I get to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stirred. John 4, 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. First and foremost, Job was a worshiper. He worshiped the Lord God continually. Job 1 verse 5, And it was so when the days of their fasting were gone that Job sent and sanctified them, rose up early in the morning, and offered according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their heart. Thus did Job continually. He was a continual worshiper. It will serve us all well if we were are aware of Satan's strategy. As demonstrated in the book of Job against Job. The first attack of Satan against Job was not an attack, was not an attack, or it was an attack against his worship. If he would have uh, won there, I'm talking about the devil, if he would have defeated Job right there, all these other, all the other junk, and I'm not suggesting stop when you get hit. But all this other stuff that came against him probably would have never happened. But Job would not have been victorious. We would have never heard this beautiful story of worship, of worship. If he would have stopped there, 
when Satan attacked his worship, then we uh, would have never heard the story. The first attack came against Job's health. It was not against his wealth. It was not against his good name. It was not against his wife. It was not against his children. These all happened in time. It was not against his friends. It wasn't against his stuff, his possessions. Satan's first attack against Job was against the worship that he was offering God. God said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There was a reason why that he did that. I can hear Job declare to Satan, you may touch my substance. You you may touch everything that I have in this earth. But you will not, you cannot touch my worship to God. Verse 20, then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. My worship belongs to God. My worship belongs to God. You know why? They had it right. Worship wins. Worship always wins. Acts chapter 16. I got a lot of word today. You're not going to leave here saying you didn't get any word. Acts 16, 16. As it came to pass that he went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters with much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us in Christ. And cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us unto the way of salvation. You know, sometimes the devil will, will use people with swelling words. You know what he was trying to do? He was trying to get, uh, he was trying to get uh, Peter, James, and John to think that that was all because of them, and it wasn't because of God. That was what he was trying to do. She this is many days, the scripture says, but Paul being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her master saw the hope of their gains was gone, they, they caught Paul and Silas, drew them into the marketplace into the rulers and brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast with with stocks. And at midnight, at midnight, worship wins. Worship wins. 
At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open and everyone's bent. You want to be loose this morning? You want to get loosed in the Holy Ghost this morning? Let me tell you what to do. Worship! Worship! Hallelujah! A judge, a jail, a jailer. And a wrongful sentence from a corrupt Roman government could not stop the worship of two men of God. Couldn't stop them. Couldn't stop them. You're going to have to disinfect this for sure. Luke 10, verse 1 through 3. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also, sent them to two and two before his face into every city and place, whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray you therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. The Lord Jesus sent out 70. He empowered them to heal the sick. He authorized them to proclaim the kingdom of God. They walked in authority and power because he gave it to them. They proclaimed Jesus as Messiah. They claimed the earth as God's territory. They refused to back down to anyone or anything. They were on fire. The 70 reminds me of us, of the church in the 21st century. This church has been empowered by the Holy Ghost. Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power. We, we leave this out a lot for some reason. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. The 70 were given divine instructions. Go into a great harvest. A harvest field of lost souls. And trust God in everything. Remember, you're going out as sheep among sheep. As sheep among wolves. Going without purse. Going without money. Going without shoes. How many of us would do that? That takes faith. But Jesus said it. They did it. You have to trust me, he was telling them. Proclaim the peace of God on the earth. And look at, at the 70 as they came back, as they, as they returned to the Lord with their first ministerial mission that he sent them on. Luke 10 and 17. And the 70 returned again with joy. There was something about it. There's something about it when you feel the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost on the inside that makes you do things that you wouldn't do on your own. It brings joy. Brother Pennington, we start worshiping. We start praising. We start loving Jesus with everything we've got. It's just something about it when God says it and we do it and it works. And they were worshiping him. Entire cities were turned upside down by their ministry of the word of God. Devils were subject to them. The demon possessed was uh, set free. The sick were healed. The lost were converted. That's important. Everything that could go right went right in this particular mission. 
it went right. They were giving God the glory. When they got back, they didn't say, look what we've done. Look what we've done. Uh-uh. They started giving God worship. They started giving the Lord praise. They started honoring him. And this is where I got excited last night in the middle of the night. Right here. And I couldn't go to sleep. I said, God, please give me sleep. i got to get up and preach tomorrow. But this is where I got excited. Verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. I want you to look. If, if, if you don't, do it, don't do it now. But read the 10th chapter of Luke. When you get down to that part, after they came back, it looks like this is out of place. When Jesus said to them, I beheld Satan fall from heaven. It almost looked like he was trying to one-up them. He could. He's God, manifest in the flesh. He could could definitely one-up them. But that was not what Jesus was doing here. I, I, I looked into this. It absolutely was not. If you look at this verse closely, I know it was written in the Greek and, and translated into English, but this word fall that he used, I beheld Satan fall, that is a, uh, an, an imperfect tense verb. Don't look it up. Look it up later. Just believe me right now. That's an imperfect tense verb. In fact, it's defined as past continuous. This is what made me excited. It was a past tense word. Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall, but it didn't, wasn't just then. Oh, something triggered the Lord's mind. Something set that memory off. And let me tell you what it was. When they came back, they came back worshiping. They came back praising the Lord. The Bible says they came back with joy. And there was something about that circumstance, that instance, that Jesus remembered. I saw Satan fall, past tense. But all of this sudden, I saw him falling again. When you're worshiping, when you're praising the Lord, you're just, you're just knocking Satan right back down again. If you want to defeat the devil, hear me now. If you want to defeat the devil right now, you worship him even if you don't feel like worshiping. You praise him when you don't feel like praising him. You give God glory anyhow. You worship him. Doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. Praise him. Worship him. Love him. Lift him high. Go on, try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. Try it. You know why? I know. Worship wins. Worship wins. <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ was informing his disciples that every time you worship me, Satan falls. Every time you exalt me, Satan is defeated. When you worship me, Satan's work is destroyed. If you'll worship him this morning, Satan will be defeated. When you worship him this morning, the blood of Jesus is applied again. If you worship Jesus, every victory that you've ever experienced in your life is yours again.
If I pass out, just throw a rag, a wet rag on my head. Because I'm feeling the whole, I can't help it. I feel the anointing today. When you worship the Lord Jesus, the devil becomes powerless. That's true. When you worship the Lord Jesus, Satan is weakened and you render him powerless. Every time you worship the Lord Jesus, the devil falls again. 1 John 3 and 8. He that, he that cometh, or he that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. John 12, 31. And now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And if I be lifted up from this earth, I will draw all men unto me. What happens when you worship? The prince of this world is cast out again. I got a feeling that our worship this morning, what we've done around here already this morning, the devil just might as well have fallen out of heaven right now because we just knocked him down again. Don't you think the devil doesn't like this? Don't you know right now the devil doesn't like what we're doing? He tried to stop it in New York City and there was a few churches that said, no, you're not stopping our worship. You're not stopping us. I know the reason why, but I'm just telling you, the Satan, what Satan wants to do, he doesn't just want to kill us with the virus. He wants to stymie worship in the church. He wants to stop the church from worshiping. You better not let me go again. I'm charged. Hallelujah. He wants to stop our worship. Psalm 27, verse 1. I'm getting ready. I think I am to close. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a, upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises. I will worship. I will magnify the Lord. I will worship him because his word is true. 
I will worship him because his motives are pure, because his love is real, because his ways are just, because his name is holy, because his heart is kind, because his grace is sufficient, because his burden is light, because his rest is satisfying, because his yoke is easy, because his promises are sure, because his peace is perfect, because his power is unlimited, because his mercy is great, because his salvation is free, because the victory that I'm enjoying right now is is complete. His blessings are much. His touch is refreshing. His joy is unspeakable. Hang on, I'm not done. His joy is unspeakable. His wisdom is unequal. His assurance is comforting. His ears are attentive. His hands are outstretched toward me. His eyes are compassionate. His works are righteous. His miracles are matchless. His name is powerful. You can stand. I'm finishing. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 21. By faith Jacob when he was dying. Blessed both of of the sons of Joseph. And worshipped. And worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. That tells me that, oh, people that need a staff, brother, brother Wright, that need a staff. I'm not calling you old. No, don't, don't believe that. But I saw you walk in with your staff. She walked in with her staff. Some of us need a staff. But Jacob when he was dying, leaned on his staff and blessed his grandsons and worshipped and worshipped. You want to stop the devil this morning? Are you sick and tired of what Satan is doing to you and your family? Worship! I said worship! If I could run, I'd run. Worship. Worship. See what God will do in your situation. See what God will do in your circumstance. When you worship God, there is something about it. Satan falls again. Satan is defeated again. The blood is applied again. The healer shows up again. When you worship Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank God. Would you step out? Would you try to make your way out if you can't? Uh, just stand right where you are, but if you can make your way toward the front, we're going to end this today with some worship. We're going to end this today with some praise. We're going to take this with us all week long, and we're going to let God know when we face adversity, you're going to face it. You will face when you worship, when you worship, when you worship, the devil kicks in high gear. 
I said the devil kicks it in high gear because he knows. Listen now. He knows when you start worshiping God, something happens to him. He becomes impotent. He becomes powerless. When you start worshiping the almighty God, something happens. Did you hear me? Something happens. Don't believe me? Try it. Try it. Don't knock it till you tried it. That'd make a good message. Don't knock it till you tried it. And when you try it, I know it's not something I learned. It's not something I studied in the seminary. I have learned that it works. When I do it, it works. It works. It works. Come on, lift your hand. Lift your hands. Worship him. Worship him. Don't give the devil any credit for what he's done this week. Don't give him any credit. Just tell him, Satan, I'm fixing to stomp on your head. I'm fixing to stomp on your, I'm fixing to worship. I'm fixing to worship in the middle of it. I'm going to worship anyway. I'm going to praise anyway. I'm going to magnify Jesus no matter, no matter, anyhow. Anyhow.